Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Scotty Bailey from AAP Sport is on the line. Morning to you, Scott. You want to dive, dive headfirst into this one? Would it... Would it solve any questions in your mind about salary cap breaches and possible breaches if we had players' salaries smack bang in front of us? Absolutely not. I think you just hit the nail on the head right there. If if the salaries were listed, then everyone would just say, well, they're not the real salaries. I mean, do we think that when Melbourne uh, cheated the cap between 2006 and 2010 that they would have listed the real salaries of their players? Likewise, would Parramatta have listed the third-party agreements of their players um, in 2016, the Bulldogs in 2002, would they have listed the real salaries and third-party agreements of their players? Of course not. So, no, it, would, it wouldn't solve anything. It'd be a great talking point, but I think the reality is is that that would have to be part of a CBA, and um, that is certainly not going to be part of the next CBA. That's taken long enough to organise. Imagine trying to get this in there. <laughs> yeah, imagine if we just threw that on the table. I mean, by all reports, that's um, close to getting done. And you think with the day, yeah, with the season two days away, that we'll probably have some news on that in the next 40 or 48 hours. But imagine throwing that issue on the table. So where where are we at with CBA? Yeah, so look, I wouldn't be surprised if we had an announcement on Thursday morning. My understanding as of late yesterday was there were still a few things to get through. Um, financials seem like they're sorted. I mean, they've been sorted for a while, but financials are sorted, as are uh, the RLPA has been given, I guess, a little bit more say on the control of funds in regards to you know retired player injury, hardship, um, all that kind of stuff that we've obviously been talking about for months now. They've been given a little bit more say on that. Um, as for agreement rights and integrity matters, I think you know, there was some movement last week. The, the RLPA were never going to get full agreement rights, but it sounds like there's been some movement again to give them more consultation and whatnot. So the, the, the minor things that had to be done, when I say minor, I mean one is still pretty significant in terms of what the player transfer system looks like. The NRL were pushing for players not to be able to sign for, say, 2024 until June 30, 2023. Mm. Um, the RLPA don't want that. I don't know that that's going to get across the line because there's not really a lot else to bargain with at the moment. Um, but that is one thing that still to be will still have to be sorted as of late yesterday afternoon. And then we're looking at a couple of minor things like policies uh, or technicalities around the NRLW um, contracting system and, and and stuff for the lower paid players like that sit outside the top 30. But most of the main stuff is done, so it's just a matter of how quick they can get those things through. And then we'll see an in-principle agreement before we set uh, a longer-form CBA is written up and done by the lawyers. And honestly, who knows how long that'll take, but it's kind of... Mm. You know, once the in-principle stuff's done, we can at least move on. Do we expect any any big announcements from the CBA? Is, I mean, all of that is, is detail that's been been there for quite a while. What about the NRLW season and, and the NRLW situation seems to have been sorted, Scott, over the last week or so, but can we expect anything to come out if they do it by Thursday? Would that be sort of the headline act that you're expecting out of it? Uh, look, I think if they do it by Thursday, the headline act will just be 
that it's done. Yeah, that we've got bits done that we've got peace, to be honest. I mean, most of the, the reality of this negotiation is that so much of it has been done through the media. So we kind of know where a lot of things already stand. Um, that player transfer stuff is probably going to be the most interesting because that's, you know, if we're being honest, and I've had this conversation with sort of both sides, like if we're being honest, that that's actually what fans care about far more than, um, you know, retired players, injuries, hardship, all that kind of stuff. And don't get me wrong, that is really, really important and it's something that should be very important. But fans want to know when their team can sign, you know, um, they want to know, you know, Roosters fans, well, I guess last week, want to know if, they think, if their team could sign Dom Young. That's already been done. Yeah. They want to know when David Beater can be signed. You know what I mean? That's what fans care about and, and obviously what the salary cap is. So that's probably the one um, thing as far as the transfer market that w- will be a big deal still. NRLW, um, that was sorted a few weeks ago. Uh, we still are at 10 teams for this season. I believe we'll go to 12 in 2025. That'll be the next round of expansion. Uh, all seven remaining clubs who don't have teams at the moment have all put their hand up. The Warriors, you'd think, are probably a front runner, just given that they dropped out through the COVID times. Um, yeah, South would be another club. I mean, they're all kind of keen, aren't they? But the Warriors would be my front runner. Um, and the NRLW season, we haven't got a draw yet, but my understanding is it will start. Um, the second last weekend in July um, and will be a nine-round season with two weeks of... two, Three weeks of finals. Two, weeks of, two or three weeks of finals. Let me get my notes in front of me, but two or three weeks of finals. Okay. All right. So we'll wait and see what happens there. But Thursday morning, I mean, we know game one's Thursday night, so Thursday morning sounds like the obvious, uh, the obvious chance to, to break all of that news and announce mm-hmm. that news from the... NRL Craig Bellamy last night. Um, no great surprise, I don't think, to to see that Craig Bellamy saying this is going to be my last full time year as head coach. I mean, he seemed very adamant at it, but also uh, alluded to the fact that he hasn't really sorted that out with the Melbourne Storm. It then begs the question: Who's next, and what's next? Who's next at the Storm, and what's next for Craig Bellamy? Yeah, well, I mean, he's kind of. Um... He's indicated this for a while now that this... I mean, to be fair, he's indicated most seasons that it could be his last, but this one he's kind of been uh, the most definite on uh, for a while now in terms of um, you know, likely to finish up. But I think he'll still have a, a role at the Storm going forward. That There's no doubt about that. They want to keep him on the books for as long as possible. And, it, yeah, Craig Bellamy, it's hard to imagine him walking away from rugby league entirely. Um, so, so you'd think he'll still have some kind of involvement... As for who's next, yeah, look, it's a good question. I mean, Jason Riles was a guy we all sort of thought might be the most likely. And, and when things ended up with English um, rugby and, and he came back to Australia, that the, the assumption was sort of that he, he could well go into that role. The Dragons are a club that's sort of been linked to, to Jason Riles a bit. So whether that ends up eventuating and takes him away from the storm is probably, um, is probably one thing that needs to be worked out. Uh, I've obviously got Craig Bellamy's son down there as an assistant, but I don't think he'll be the, the man that, that comes into the role. So probably it, it's, a, it's a really good question. And whether they're able to keep roles as that next man in line is probably um, one thing that will be you know, a bit of a talking point as the season goes on now, I would have thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they've got stuff down there. And the reality is, you know, we, we often talk about what club do you want to go to as a coach. I mean, if you've got Melbourne in front of you offering you a, a job and you've got any other NRL club, you'd be mad to take another NRL club ahead of Melbourne, wouldn't you? Yeah. If, but, if we're keen on it. Yeah, but then again, you're following Craig Bellamy, aren't you? So, you know, you're kind of going, oh, jeez. There's, there's so but, much but success. If I, offered you, 
if I offered you the Dragons job tomorrow or the, or the Storm job, which yeah. one are you taking, yeah. Matty? No-brainer. It's a no-brainer, isn't it? Yeah. What, what about Mark Brenton? Where does he sit in, in, in all of this discussion, assistant down there? I mean, I guess he's not out of the question when you think about it. Like, he's sort of been part of that setup for so long now. He coached around the 20s team about 10 years ago, I think, um, and, and has been you know, involved in the storm for so long. So it, it would be um, – I shouldn't say it would, would be an out-of-the-box pick because he's you know, probably got the longest uh, or close to the longest-serving association on the coaching staff under Craig down there. So in that sense, he, he would have to be a genuine chance. But again, whether they opted for him – over a Jason Rolls is probably the is probably the the question. But again, like you know, it, it, given their system is so strong and their setup is so strong and so consistent year on year, it it probably um you know whether they would look to an outsider ahead of Bretnell is probably unlikely in a lot of ways. So yeah, but that's why I personally think Jason Rolls just because he's been in and around that club for so long. So. He, and he's always been sort of groomed as a, as a coach in waiting somewhere. But if it wasn't Jason Rolls, then Mark Bretnall is probably as much of a chance, yeah. Yeah. All right, we'll watch this space and uh, we'll watch with interest what happens with the CBA over the next couple of days. Thanks for the insights, mate. Thank you for the tips as well. Footy's about to start, so looking forward to talk to you, uh, talking to you when the season gets underway proper. Can't wait, Matty. Thank you, man.